This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Yeah, you caught me, dude. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. Aw, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco and... Want some candy? Want some candy? This is... This is Evil hanging out in the back room talking Predator Dose. Mm-hmm, and you know, I have to say it right off the bat since we're doing it, but, uh, okay, pussy face, let's do this. It's your move. Good God, dude. <laughs> um, when you brought up that you wanted to cover this movie, I was like, yes, yes, why haven't we done this yet? I, I have an answer for that. I have the very simple answer for that. It is one of those movies that is a complete fail-safe. We do not have to watch this movie in order to talk about this movie. So I I know for a fact I did not rewatch this before recording because we literally <laughs> made this decision, I think, a day or two before we hit record today. And I'm <laughs> fairly certain you didn't watch it recently again either. I did, I did not. But we don't have to. I was going to say, like like you said, it's ingrained in our brains, and uh, that's one of the things that I was going to say was, uh, for whatever reason, when you talk to Predator fans, there's some really hardcore Predator fans out there who really only care for or appreciate the first Predator film, and uh, <clears throat> I guess I never really <laughs> knew that because I grew up on both of the Predator films, and uh, Predator 2 is just barrels of fun it's just so much fun that i can't see how anyone could hate it it's uh yeah it has something i think i'm kind of in the same boat of of that uh that i grew up watching it i remember uh it premiering on hbo i think i even if i can still dig it up the predator 2 vhs tape that we had um I remember there was like a uh, like one of those HBO hosts fucking uh, talking about ma- behind the scenes stuff, some interviews and whatnot. And I still remember an HBO giveaway for something. <clears throat> I'm sure it was an entertainment system or or something or other, but they totally had like a three question trivia thing. And I I still remember one of the questions was um, who was the drug dealer of Los Angeles, and I was like. King Willie, King Cole, or King something else. But I remember those at least those were two of the options. Good God. What vision was was the predator seeing in? Was it this vision, this vision, or infrared? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you would you would have ran away with that. Give me shit. my free prize. You you could have you could have casually watched that shit and won those. Those are those are so layup T ball questions. <laughs> and uh sidebar. To, I think one of the other things that made me love this movie so much is there's a video game for it, and it's not a bad video game that I believe I, I had it on Sega, but I believe it came out for Super Nintendo as well. And you're you're Harrigan, and you're running around shooting drug dealers, and then the, you know <laughs> the Predator comes after you uh, occasionally, and it is it's super fun, super violent, and uh, it just you know the cover art was the Predator. Standing on that statue, holding his uh, spear or whatever. Yeah, that that promotional thing. And um, I don't think I ever played that, but I do know the, like the imagery you're talking about. Oh God, I love that game. I love just looking at that cover art. Um, but yeah, so I I suppose you can hit him with a brief plot synopsis, and then we can dive right in right. to Predator Two. Predator Two is. Uh, we don't get any explanation why another Predator alien is here. He just shows up, apparently. And you start out with the jungle, and it quickly dissolves into Los Angeles in the future dystopia of 1997. <laughs> uh, missed the mark. Just just a little oh. bit. But, uh, but, you know, it really isn't that far off. There's a lot of bad shit going on. I mean, so. at the time that they made this, there, were, there was the... Uh, the race riots were going on in Los Angeles, so it was more true to life of what was going on in 1991, 1992 than necessarily 1997. 
right. but that was there and they decided well we've been to the jungle now it's time to go to the concrete jungle <laughs> and this time it's going to be yeah it's hard it's it's uh, Danny Glover, who is essentially playing Murtaugh and Riggs melded together. Yeah. He is still Roger Murtaugh, but now he's reckless, wild, and crazy, and somehow seems and looks ten years younger. So he's no he's adapted the Mel Gibson uh, Riggs persona a little bit, and he's just fucking mowing down drug dealers. He's that cop. You're like, God damn it, I, I don't like you, but I respect you. Get out there mm-hmm. and clean up them streets. So he's got his own posse of, of a crew that he's taken out drug dealers with. And then he starts finding out that all these armed dealers and it's the Jamaican drug gang, which has <laughs> apparently affiliation. They got the idea for a Jamaican drug gang from drug gangs that were in Kansas City, Missouri at the time. Wow. So there, nice. I did not know that. Yes, there is some truth in the roots of a Jamaican drug lord gang. But these gang members start getting knocked off and skinned and hung upside down. So Danny Glover thinks must be some kind of new player in town. But then comes from the first movie Arnold Schwarzenegger to tell him, nah, psych, bullshit. Just kidding. He would not do this. Instead, we have Gary Busey. Yeah, Gary Busey. He's coming in. He's going to tell you, you don't know what you're dealing with there, boy. You don't know what you're dealing with. This is an alien predator, goddammit. And I'm going to cut his head off and put it on my wall right next to Ice T. Right next to Prince Henry Stout. (laughs) Right next to Prince Henry Stout. So, Gary Busey leads the scientific uh, military brigade to try to capture the Predator. He's the Paul Paul Reiser of fucking Predator 2. Oh, fuck that. I I don't necessarily want to see Gary Busey die, but man, I cannot wait for Paul Reiser to get this. (laughs) If I could see Paul Reiser killed and skinned by a Predator, sign me up. (laughs) The the more deaths of Paul Reiser, the better. Um, Yeah, he's a real good piece of shit in Aliens. Absolutely. But we have these two different forces trying to take this Predator down. Of course... Busey doesn't survive. It's up to uh, Danny Glover as Harrigan to to take this beast down. Not alive. He's got to kill it. And it's somehow... It turns into almost a fever dream because there's a battle that goes into an apartment complex. So awesome. Danny Glover falls down an elevator shaft, which somehow lands him inside of a spaceship to where... Yes. He has this final Don't encounter. Don't question it, baby. I have to, because Just... <laughs> he battles the final final battle with a predator. He ends up seeing all these other predators that are still apparently hanging out in this spaceship. <laughs> hanging out in the fucking subterranean uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, and then this spaceship takes off from underneath an apartment complex, to which Danny Glover walks out of this crater... In the ground, covered in soot, looking like he just crawled up from Ground Zero in 9-11. Mm-hmm. And it leaves it wide open for what was supposed to be Predator 3. Because I think the layout was going to be, Predator 2 was, we're going to display the toys. Like, here's all these mm-hmm. fancy new gadgets he has. And Predator 3, we're going to go back in time. Because they let they put little tidbits in there to be like, we're going to go back to Old West style facing off with a Predator. And that was supposed to be the original plans for what never materialized as Predator 3. See, I never knew that. That's amazing. Um, and and you kind of glossed over, uh, you, you did mention Harrigan's ragtag group of uh, <laughs> police, but that's what's so captivating about this movie is the cast, right? So like you already mentioned, you've got Gary Busey, you've got Danny Glover, you got Maria Conchita Alonso, who I absolutely love yes. in this movie, and you've got the king, the motherfucking king of of character actors, Bill Paxton, stealing the fucking show in this movie. Well, Every time he talks. Absolutely. It's amazing. You also can't forget the 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 glue I feel the the pillar standby. No. <laughs> he is always there in the same role. A lot of times he's always a cop. He's a he's, he plays essentially the same fucking role in Fatal Beauty, but Ruben Blades. Oh, Dan, uh, uh, Danny boy. Yeah, it says Danny boy. Which man is he a great second in this in Fatal Beauty? Shit, even yes. in the Super, 
Ruben Blades owns it. I love oh, yeah. when he pops on screen. And thankfully, he's still alive. <laughs> and the thing, the thing about him that's so great, too, which uh, I completely forgot about the super until you just mentioned it, because he's absolutely amazing in that movie. But, uh, and that kind of lends to his persona in Predator 2, is that he is a, a character actor who has, uh, he has comedic timing down pat, but he does it played completely straight. Yeah. And there's a couple of times in Predator 2 where he's being funny without like looking at the audience and doing the old wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> well, if you're feeling up to it, you can water mm -hmm. your way in to see again. He wants to talk to you. So good, dude. Um, but this movie does definitely, you know, it gives us that, uh, uh, the, the government coming in and taking over uh, the investigation. And then, of course, uh, you already mentioned it. You've got uh, Danny Glover, who is sort of this unhinged character type of a cop. Like, he, he's, he he's Roger wants Riggs. to solve shit. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't play by the rules at all. And uh, which is the quintessential police movie trope. You know, like shit, the, even the, the fucking commissioner. Yeah, even to tie it in, the fucking captain from Lethal Weapon is his like superior in this as well. That is, he's the one telling him when they're trying to go into the building to flush out what's left of those uh, drug dealers. He's like, no, he says we got to hold off, seal the building, and wait. And kiss my sweet ass. <laughs> uh, and I might be wrong because I don't have the uh, uh, the IMDb or anything up, but I'm gonna say that that guy is the same guy who plays the father and uh, mili he's a military man in uh, Return of the Living Dead 3. I'm, I'm almost 100% positive without looking uh, looking it up. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a, I, I've, I haven't seen Return of the Living Dead 3 as much as, much as you have, so I cannot confirm oh, or man. deny it. But I do know that is, uh, there are the... the the relationship between him and Danny Glover that goes all the way into the Lethal Weapon <laughs> quadrilogy or trilogy, if you're yes. me. Yeah, there's no more Lethal Weapons. Three is where it ends. <laughs> we don't like, need to did, four, yeah. five, nine, however many more they made. I, did they make five? I think they just stopped at four. I think I've heard bits of, of a five, but I don't. It's definitely too old now. Like Danny Glover is definitely too old for that shit now. Mm. Well, and uh, okay, so. As far as this movie goes, with you know, we have the police uh, presence, we have the the FBI presence, but uh, one of the things that I, I really like about this movie that makes this movie so much fun is that introduction of the gangs and the drugs and all the stuff that's going on because they let you know right off the bat as soon as this movie opens, it's a giant shootout, right? Um, that the city has gone to shit. So that theme carries its way throughout the whole movie including you know on the subway when every person on the subway is armed which they're all as armed. an audience <laughs> as an audience member you know because you've seen predator one you go hey, he's only killing you because you have weapons and you're a you know you're a threat you're a predator to the predator and uh so as soon as all those people pull out the guns in the subway you're like you're fucked and it, it's an awesome sequence. The only person who does not get killed that should be killed in Predator 2 is Morton Downey Jr.'s character. Oh, my God. Tony Pope from Hardcore, which, not technically carrying a weapon, but I can you can totally see the Predator using his vision and seeing that fucking, when he's holding the camera, be like, that looks like a big-ass bazooka weapon thing. Shoot him yes. anyway. That is true. I never really thought of that, that he's the guy you get set up with that the audience just wants to see eviscerated. He, but the movie dances around it and doesn't kill him. He That's true. He rides a weird thin line because he plays kind of a, a real douchebag reporter type, but he doesn't but he and he's portraying a very somber kind of uh, character when he's talking about some of the shit that's going on in the city, which man uh, definitely with the a 38-year-old man's eyes, I look at it and go, they would never show a skin corpse on fucking hardcore <laughs> copy TV. But then straight up there. Hey, there's... man, 1997 was a different time. <laughs> yeah, there were no apparent oversight on television shows. You could show a skin corpse just there. I don't think I've ever seen yeah, that to this day, thank God. Well, you got you got hard hardcore, and then following immediately after was uh, The Running Man. Yeah. You know? But, <laughs> man, but... but uh, 
but you want to see that 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 character get it because you just cannot you can't separate Morton Downey Jr. from any character that he played either on Tales from the Crypt or this movie. He's just <laughs> he's just a, a rash of a human being. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He plays it well, being like you just need to leave. <laughs> Surprisingly, died I think of uh, of lung cancer. Not surprising, uh, not surprising. Dude smoked every day. I did not know that. Uh, rest in peace, home slice. But uh, one of my other like favorite characters in this movie. It's a shame that we don't get more of them, and that is King Willie himself. <laughs> I really like you know like they set this whole movie up that he's kind of this drug kingpin and. He's got all these. He's got all these underlings and all this stuff. They're out doing voodoo magic for him and whatnot. Um, and when we're introduced to him, we literally only get the one scene with him. But uh, he, boy, is it an awesome scene! I feel he needs a second. He needs like a, a, a under underling, someone second in command. Yeah, because I feel like Isaac Hayes. I feel like all the drug dealers will be saying the same shit Danny Glover is saying when when King Willie's talking. He's really kind of talking in kind of real vagaries. So I imagine all the drug dealers going, "Makes sense, man. You need." I feel you needed a second uh, in command guy to be able to interpret King Willie's crazy fucking words into. He wants you to really do this when he's saying it's always the same. That means he wants you to change oh, yeah. up your pattern of how you're distributing the narcotics. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think maybe he was just, you know, what's the rule? Don't get high on your own supply. And I think oh, maybe he's he was, gone. <laughs> he's tooting it or whatever. The he's the king. <laughs> I don't know the proper drug. He's term. the fucking king of the drug lords there, and he's living in the fucking alley. He's like uh, 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 Lawrence Fishburne in fucking in the John Wick movies. I mean, I mean, kinda. He's just throwing chicken bones on a on a trash can lid, and that's that's what his his life is. I'm sure the dude stinks <laughs> to high heaven. For for good lord, the only thing clean on him is his sword that comes out of his cane. Why why are you assuming he lives in the alley? Look that at they him. Just He's... didn't decide to meet in that alley. <laughs> He looks like he like just crawled up from like sleeping in the corner next to the dumpster in that alley. He looks better slang us some more cane, Jojo. <laughs> we got half a load here. <laughs> like it's the dudes that drop out Danny Glover off. Like he's in his home alley turf. Like that. That's why you can't find like a place where he's living because they're like, oh, it's in an alley. We'll never find him living in an alley. Right. Yeah, we need. Where's the crossover that we deserve? We need uh, a crossover between Predator Two and Jason Takes Manhattan. Fuck, Even though, fuck that. Know. I want the prequel where I want to see King Willie just dominate, come into Los Angeles and dominate the drug scene and just take out all these other logistically thinking, well dressed, living in you know high end apartment uh, drug deal kingpins, which. I kind of wonder, is is that what that one dude is that they break in on? That dude that's, that's fucking living it up in the super high-rise apartment with no window covers at all. Just just mm-hmm. getting a, just getting the time of his life until the, uh, the, the drug lords come in and string him up butt-ass naked and stab him in the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you brought it up, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Bush. I, I well yeah. We but have I always thought that that the the noises that she's making always kind of really bother me. Oh, oh. And now that we've seen Sunny <laughs> be a porn star, <laughs> that's really what I think of. Is like you got that smoker's lung. That's your that's your sexy moan. See, that's, I don't <laughs> I don't classify that as smoker's lung. Smoker smoke like yeah. Sunny sounds like she's about ready to pass out on top of you. This chick sounds like she's gotten into like she's just hit her like ninth orgasm and she's just about ready to physically collapse. Like one I like it sounds like she's getting stung by a bunch of bees or something. <laughs> one more and she's like blah. Right. Yeah, because I've always been like, that is a, it's a real, like, it's guttural, I think, is what my problem is. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. It's like a cat trying to throw up. It fucking Those, weirds me out. That's the sound of someone who is super comfortable with their O face and the sounds they're going to make. <laughs> that I applaud 
that woman for for going for it because that that's that's a 20 year relationship orgasm that's what that sounds and looks like right there <laughs> that's the no inhibitions held back anymore just letting it roll and I, right. I highly applaud her for going for it because that's 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 your that's my ultimate end goal it's like if I can get if I can get the misses to make those noises I win <laughs> you get the predator 2 noises I win the predator uh, 2 award yes. Um, She'll be laying next to me. I'll, I'll, I'll be like, hey, makes sense, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, we can't really talk about this movie without bringing up the um, the Predator design or the just the overall effects in this movie. Because I'm going to go ahead and say it. I- I'm sure that people who listen to us might share the same opinion. But it seems like, you know, in the first Predator and in Predator 2, for whatever reason... They could get it right. And I don't know if that's just because it was Stan Winston and and his crew, but every single outing afterwards, the Predators have not looked as good. And it it blows my mind that they could do this right in 87 and in 91 or whatever year Predator 2 came out, and we can't duplicate it now. The the closest we've we've come is in... uh, Predators with Adrian Brody. They look pretty good in that movie, the Robert Rodriguez one. Um, but man, do they look good in this movie. There's not an effect really in this movie where I go, well, that could have been better. Uh, I, I, I'm almost there. Uh, I definitely feel it started at the highest point of Predator, and it's it's been a it's been a, a descent ever since. But mm-hmm. uh, this movie, I didn't really feel it. I didn't feel it was subpar until they have the zoom in on the Predator's face after Danny Glover gets the mask off. Oh, you don't like that? It It's okay, but it, it looks a little bit more cartoony than the original. The original Predator no. face looks a lot more quote-unquote real. It doesn't mm. seem animatronic or puppetry in any way. But gotcha. when you zoom in, when they have that zoom in on the Predator 2 face, it looks a little bit like that. Like, I can definitely tell it's not real. Oh, but when I look at that first Predator, how the face looks, that looks real. Like You know what uh, Predator 2, when they do that zoom on that Predator's face, you know what it reminds me of? And I think I've told you this off air, but like, um, you know when there's a, a dead spider? And they their legs kind of curl up, yeah, like on their back and they curl. That is, I just see like a dead spider, and all those colors that are on that predator's face, because all the predators have different uh, masks or different um, color palettes, you know, because they're a race of of whatever the hell they're called. I almost called them kaiju. That's not right. (laughs) That's a remix. Will be like Godzilla. That's a Godzilla. Whatever, whatever. But. I, I really like the look of that predator, and it reminds me of like a garden spider, you know. Garden spider, or definitely if uh, if you're like me and got to deal with these on a yearly basis, a certain time of year, it's the camel crickets. Mm-hmm. It looks exactly like the color combination of a camel cricket to me. Yeah, it's it's creepy, but I can totally see what you're saying. How it's it's starting to get that cartoony vibe and. And that's another thing. Can't really talk about it. Talk about this movie without bringing this up. Like I already said with the video game. But then, you know, uh, Atari Jaguar came out around that time. So they had the Alien vs. Predator game. Um, Kenner had license to the Aliens and the Predators toys. So they were making Alien vs. Predator toys. I had those. And me too. Tons of them. But remember those Predators. There was a normal Predator and then they just kept getting more and more flamboyant like yeah there's a green one there's one with like tusks like there's the, all these weird like the fucking batman figures like eventually you get to a batman that's got a bright neon green suit and like batman would never mm. wear this bullshit but, but it's ten dollars and i'm buying yeah it. <laughs> it was like do you want it like yes yes i do want it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so that kind of reflects the the era that we were in you know um everything even if it was r-rated it got toys, or it got uh, video games. Because they uh, knew. They knew we were watching this what, shit. Oh, yeah. Of course they, they did. Didn't, and they didn't pussyfoot around like they would today. They're like, well, we can't quite make a toy with an R-rated movie. Wow, they'd be outraged. Back then, they're like, fuck you. We know your kids are watching this shit. 
Yeah, and which is funny because, uh, like RoboCop, it went the opposite direction. You know, it started as a hard R and then it turned into a kids movie. But if you compare Predator One to Predator Two, Predator Two does have a gratuitous sex scene. It does have nudity, um, and arguably, I would say, obviously, the body count is higher. I would say that yeah. there's more gore in Predator Two, and it's, you know, secretly uh, targeted towards the younger audience. Can you imagine? And it's and it's more hardcore than the first one. Can you imagine that shit today? Like I can already see the YouTube news like headline reports, uh, clips from like MSNBC, <laughs> Fox News, all that shit being like, "Would you want your kids playing with a toy that came from this movie?" And immediately cut to okay, bitches leaves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> snorting coke off breasts, and we're like, "You want your kids watching this and playing with toys that represent this feature film?" Shame. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because they, they they would just beat you down and turn the movie company into a villain and all that stuff. But uh, not in 1991, goddammit. <laughs> no, no. I, I, they let that shit just, just fly because they, again, they knew who was watching this stuff. So they're like, fuck it, let's make some toys. Yeah, it was... 100% for us and uh, like I can remember I can remember renting this right and um, my mom having no qualms about it my mom being like whatever you know uh, never even looked at the rating but that's again that's a different era and of course that year for Christmas there were alien versus predator toys mm-hmm. and I you know so I had a shitload of them so the the the, we didn't get Arnold tying over into the second movie, unfortunately. He was supposed to play the uh, Gary Busey role, but ended up not doing it. But the one character person we did get from Predator 1 to Predator 2, who is, man, if he could have just been with us today, I'd love to see what he would have been able to do. But uh, the, 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 the hidden star of the Predator double feature, Kevin Peter Hall. Oh my god, yeah, one of the greatest character actors, suit actors, second only to uh, Doug Jones. Yeah, and he had he had a, a leg on Doug Jones because he was fucking huge. Yeah, he Not was. Not built huge necessarily, but he was a tall fucking dude, man. He's like 7'2 or something. Yeah, too. he also played uh, Harry in Harry and the Henderson. So, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, yeah, uh, uh I keep wanting to tie Predator 2 to like 1992. That may have just been when I finally saw it on on HBO. Was it 92? Because I feel it was 1991. Oh damn! Okay, yeah. So we were way off because, unfortunately, Kevin Peter Hall died April 10th, 1991, at the age of 35. Yeah, because he had he had uh, AIDS or something or cancer. I want something wicked bad. <laughs> Wicked bad. I want to say that was like a, a really like a uh, bad accident. Well, I, I completely forgot this was a thing too. I, I remember it only when it's brought up by an external source. But uh, there was a Harry and the Hendersons television series, and it was announced, and he had contracted HIV from a blood transfusion. Hall had contracted HIV after receiving a contaminated blood transfusion during surgery for injuries that he sustained. So that's what ended up happening there is technically like a bogus medical fucking mishap took kevin peter hall from us and it's a fucking crime because he was a phenomenal imposing figure in these movies like Mm. i've not in any other movie ever where someone's went against arnold schwarzenegger and i was like I'm scared for Arnold. Like, it could be no a hundred guys with armed weapons, and Schwarzenegger could just pull out his hand with some skin on it, and I still wouldn't be afraid. But <laughs> when that predator takes his mask off in the first movie, and he's just creeping up on Arnold during that final confrontation, oh, I'm like, he is fucked. Run, Arnie, run. <laughs> oh, it, that, that whole sequence in the first Predator is... Uh, it's a master class in filmmaking. It's just... It's so well done. And there's a couple of scenes like that in this movie, too, where, um, uh, you know, they do it in flashes in the subway where the Predator is just coming towards Bill Paxton. But, uh, again, when you you talked about the apartment complex battle, right, that's when you really get a a long look 
at the Predator. And he's just shoulder blocking doors open and, you know, <laughs> punching holes in walls. Like, dude, he is terrifying. Abs- and Danny Glover is not imposing in any way, shape, or no, form. Uh, no, as soon as he takes his mask off in this movie, when he starts snarling at Danny Glover, I'm like, if Dan- Danny Glover does not unload everything in that shotgun in the next three seconds, he's a dead man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's another thing which this movie kind of shares a little bit of a, a parallel with Aliens, you know. You got... In Aliens, they all have their motion trackers, and they're yeah. when they first get to LV-426, and then they get the ambush. And in this movie, they figure out that the Predator can hunt with his uh, infrared, so they make it. They're in the slaughterhouse where it's really cold, and then they uh, spray this mist and shit, so the Predator can't see them. Some type of dust, if I recall. Yeah. I wish I could remember the name of it technically, but yeah. Yeah, he just goes through different modes on his fucking vision settings <laughs> and just finds a setting that works for the appropriate environment that he's in. Which I like that that's a thing. There's, it's never a thing. Uh, it's never been. It's it's uh, it's never been an issue of uh, oxygen either. Apparently, he just breathes the same air we do. That's never been a thing. Yeah. But he can adjust settings to uh, whatever he needs to see, to see shit in. But that yeah, <laughs> part of that whole. These are the toys of the Predator motif that they had planned out. Oh, yeah. Well, you see, and in Predator 1, when he goes to fight Arnold and he takes his mask off, there's like an air release. Yeah. And it kind of happens. It doesn't or doesn't happen no, as it effect. doesn't happen. It happens, but it's like on the first one, he's like taking like four or five of them fucking things off. And this one, it's like one like underneath the chin or on the side of the face that he does so it's they cut it down just to like one because it'd be kind of it'd be kind of monotonous to see Danny Glover to keep finding all these different valve pipes that just bust open on this mask <laughs> and uh, so it it kind of seems like that is some form of a breathing apparatus you know it could what, be like some I, I I used to think that but now since I, I notice he's just breathing fine and in, in air I just assume it's just a way to keep it compressed to his face and maybe allow an oxygen source through. Like, it's just something that keeps it uh, st- uh, stuck to his head. Yeah, well, and also, you know, he's a hunter, so he uses that. It's it's a piece of his armor. It's a piece of his uh, weaponry, essentially. <laughs> Speaking of weaponry, how do you like that when he's knocked off of the... Uh, that pillar on the side of the building falls through another apartment's window and then he's using like drywall chunks to seal (laughs) up gunshot wounds and a severed arm (laughs) yeah I love that dude Um, it's so bonkers it's like let me just make a quick hot paste (laughs) (laughs) like whatever's around like yeah apparently drywall and glass and shit works just fine to (laughs) heal a wound well, you know, I mean, it's no different than if you're, like, out in the woods or whatever and you get a deep laceration, you're supposed to, like, pack it with mud, right? Like, that's a thing that we do. I mean, I... I've never done it personally because I'm not Rambo, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, hmm. I don't know. Am I, am I weird to think mud would be less bad Cleaner than... than this? Yeah, than the shit that's coming out of the wall. Like, when they start beating the shit out of the wall, and like, just put that in there, and it's better than that's nothing. That's lead paint. The Predator dies, like... <laughs> yeah, starts going blind during the fight. <laughs> you see those... You uh, see that, that foggy, like, covering go over his eyes, and he's just swinging and, bl- like, randomly firing his, his fucking shoulder cannon at nothing. Like, it's the lead paint. It's killing you in the pussy. That's excellent. Oh, my God. Shoddy, <laughs> shoddy um, construction work is what took down the Predator. Yep. It was infection that, that finally did him in. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned aliens a bit ago, and you can't not mention the most obvious and one of the first, like, real out there Easter eggs in a movie that sparked. Oh, yes. That sparked the debate that would go on for decades. Because we get a shot. There is no debate. <laughs> <laughs> we get a shot inside the trophy room of the Predators where they have all these different heads, which there's a lot more imposing looking shit in there that like, what's the story on this thing? But if you look in like the 
bottom, almost right-hand corner, you see an alien skull. And you're like, oh shit, predators have fought aliens. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you could call it a debate all you want, but I know, I, I'm pretty sure I know where we stand on it, and that's the only right opinion, <laughs> is that the predators would starch the aliens. I mean, I, I, if you ask me that, I go, yeah, I think Predators would easily win. But man, you go look at the movies and like Predators are getting the shit kicked out of them in a lot of those AVP and I hate fights those because of it. <laughs> but again, that could totally be on the that. I think it's a, a concept that they used for when they were filming Aliens. Is yeah, you got this military, well-trained hunter type, but they're trying to take on these these creatures that are living, breathing 24-7 the hunt, so I can kind of see that perspective playing out against Predators as well, but yeah, my initial reaction is to always say Predator. Predator wins. Yeah, well, I mean, like, aliens to me, they remind me of, like, an ant. Like an ant hill. It's an insect, you know? but yeah, again, again, you know, they, we've seen fucking ants take down things 20 times its size, so. That's true, but I just, I just feel like Predators are too smart for they're them. too cooler I feel like the movie yeah they're they're super cool but like the the first movie avp definitely doesn't reflect that like i get so mad when i watch it which is why i choose not to watch it because <laughs> i'm like man listen here like you are not sneaking up on this motherfucker you are not like but but we own it you know <laughs> like you this, know, multiple this multiple is, copies this is bullshit you want a copy of it yes i do i do want a copy I of it saw it in theaters and walked out angry and then bought it the day of release on DVD and then there's the true uh, insight couple... of our madness yeah. right there we were like that was absolute not a good movie I cannot wait to buy this thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, and then bought it recently on Blu-ray so I have <laughs> I mean we're in this we're in the same boat at my house with the Rob Zombie films like most of the Rob Zombie films are like these these are not good at all but we own every goddamn one of them <laughs> yeah uh, Devil's Rejects is the high point, but uh, <laughs> we we <laughs> we own Lords of Salem. As do I. We own. I have this special edition Blu-ray with the soundtrack. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what is wrong with us? I really don't know. Because I thought maybe if I buy the special edition, it'll be a better movie. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I'll feel better. I'll feel better about spending the money. We definitely. I could definitely. Would be interested in hearing what a psychologist would say about whatever this uh, whatever this problem is that we have. And like, so you went to this film, you paid money, and you didn't care for it, and then you yes. bought it when it came out on physical copy. And yes, then I'm not proud of it, but I did. And then, and then you <laughs> bought it again because they came out with a better edition of it. Yes, <laughs> you're a stranger. What's wrong with me, Don? <laughs> How do I fix this? Why am I broken? I'm not fixing anything. <laughs> Where's my Predator Two Blu-ray release? That's what I really want. That's why I'm buying all Dude. these movies, because I don't have Predator 2 on Blu-ray. Uh, a while back, Walmart had like a four-film set Blu-ray. It was it was right when Predator got uh, released on 4K. And that was the only way you could get Predator 2 on Blu-ray was to buy that four-pack. And I'm like, I own all these movies <laughs> multiple times over. I'm not buying this four-pack. So... Hurry up, Shout Factory, and give us a standalone Predator 2. Well, that's, that's a sign of how things have changed, too, because, man, we used to just have everything taped off HBO, and I used to be under the mindset of, like, it's not a tape unless I got at least three movies on that fucking tape. Three movies Damn is what right. it fits. And then Blu-ray DVD came through, and I'm like, I want solo copies of everything now. I don't I don't want four, four or five DVDs in one pack. I'm like, get out of here with that shit. I want these all individually. Yep. Well, and you know what? It's different because uh, you ever seen the movie High Fidelity, the John Cusack movie? I own that. Yes. Yes. Um, our era, uh, you know, when we were growing up, it, it does have sort of a, a mixtape um, yes. connection to it, right? So, yes. like when you would make your own mixtapes to listen to in your car, that was like that was like not just a day project. Sometimes that could be a whole weekend of like curating the perfect songs and um a lot of the times with those vhs tapes it was the same thing it was like i'm gonna go to the video store and i'm gonna rent you know evil dead 2 
and Prom Night and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. And I'm going to put those all on one tape. And then it's like, it's, you know, it is recorded, but it's recorded in your mind of that experience of that time. You rented those three movies. So every time you pull that tape out, you go immediately trans like transported back to that time of walking in that store, renting those movies and watching them for the first time. So, um, very mixtapey. Very I, I, again. I wonder what a therapist would say about us. But <laughs> I, I like most of ours. Kind of, it had some kind of semblance of order to it when we taped things off a of TV, and sometimes they had no like coordination to it at all. Like I definitely know one of my tapes was '89 Batman, and then it was Weekend at Bernie. So <laughs> in my mind, I tie those together because sometimes it's just well, what what where is it? What tape do we have? That's close by that has enough room on it that I can fit this movie on to record. It's coming on in five minutes. All right, you put it in. All right, record. Go. Yep. Yep. Um, and that, I think, because we grew up doing that and having those tapes, like, that's one of the main things that I remember about my dad was the the way that he would curate movies onto uh, VHS tapes. And there, and there really never was a rhyme or reason. You know, it would be <laughs> Evil Dead 2 house yes. and fucking uh, space balls <laughs> dead, deadly blessing or some shit yeah it would be some weird shit like just the weirdest fucking movies or or you know it'd be a tape of like two and a half hours of unsolved mysteries and then all of a sudden short circuit two. like okay yes well. yes that, <laughs> yes I believe we had the same all of our parents had the same mentality just, just throw anything on there who gives a shit mm-hmm. I'd like to watch that later I better record that you know long yep. before the old uh uh, TiVo and whatever else bullshit. Before on yeah, before on demand. Before TiVo, there was. Well, I want to watch this eventually. Well, that tape we got, because and that's how you end up like me with a tape that has Class Act and Amityville 1992 on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, like in the DVR. Like I remember when DVR first came out, and I was like, "This is the coolest shit ever!" Like I record this all into this memory <laughs> of my, you know, and then I can go back, and that's how like. I kind of started uh, accruing my Freddy's Nightmares episodes. <laughs> so, but we got way fucking sidetracked. Predator 2, anyway. It's 43 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> hey, it may be a record for our longest. We've gone before we finally got sidetracked into something else. But it's it, it all stemmed off our Predator 2 conversation, which we both yes. have Predator 2 on VHS uh, official releases now, too, in our collections. Yes, we do. Um, well... We didn't really talk a lot of Predator 2 this past 10 minutes, but uh, we can we can we can we can fill it in with an extra couple of minutes. What what uh, what else is what else is in this movie that stands out to you that you have to always like even if it's on the background you always have to stop and particularly watch a, a certain scene or anything. Uh, well, um, off air we were talking about it and you had a little button queued up and that is the want some candy scene, <laughs> which is awesome and uh it le- like so the predator can distinguish between a real gun and a fake gun faster than the real uh lapd <laughs> so, Ooh, so, so this kid got social to live. commentary on the police department yeah. i like it Sh- shots fired uh at children actually so <laughs> mommy <laughs> that's I not i shouldn't be laughing <laughs> yeah um and I love that scene, man. I, I think it's super awesome because the Predator locks onto him and then is like, hmm. Which leads me to believe, maybe in a future Predator movie, because this is kind of a thing that's plaguing the world right now as people are painting their guns to look like Nerf guns or toy guns so they can, you know, openly carry them in the backseat of cars and shit. <sighs> maybe that's how we defeat the Predator as we just have a We get an army of kids with fucking, like, bright blue guns that look like nerf guns you may have just written the first predator kids film there it is you can i'll take all the royalties go ahead and send them this way yeah this is the predator 2 is where you where where we get the moral compass of a predator that we didn't get in the first one because you won't kill a kid and then when he later on after the subway uh battle he uh sneaks up on maria conchita alonza and has her by the neck and then he somehow does a infrared zoom in <laughs> lens that it has X-ray capabilities into ultrasound, bitches. Yeah, into her, into her belly, and we find out that Maria 
is with child. Now this Danny Boy's child, I think. <laughs> there, there's the other. There's two debates that come out of Predator Two. It's when do we get Alien versus Predator, and who the fuck knocked up Maria Conchita Alonza? Well, you know, I've heard two theories. I've heard Danny Boy, and I've heard Bill Paxton. So I think they set it up so it was. To me, it's totally Bill Paxton. Oh, really? Like it was. It's like a regretful. Like she, <laughs> it's that repulsed attraction thing she has, it, mm. and that's why she's not even looking at him on that subway. I get all my ladies. <laughs> that's why that. Look at her body language when they get on that subway. He's just fucking talking and talking. She's just like, oh god, I made such a mistake last night. <laughs> I can't believe. Damn, that baby got big real quick. <laughs> that's how Bill Paxton's uh, semen works. It does not. Yeah, it's not overtime. It's not paid by the hour. <laughs> Yeah. Leave you begging for buttermilk. God damn it. Hey, you're not my sister. <laughs> There's a reason he's called the extreme in Twister. And no, it's not because he faces off against tornadoes, man against uh, nature. It's because he can knock up a woman like that. Like that, yes. Um, and he's very smooth in this movie, <laughs> he, even for a creep. He, the Dennis Lee joke, he jerks off. There's a kid there the next day. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> but uh, yeah as far as the scene goes that I just always think of is I think of the graveyard scene uh, because then you know Danny Boy's necklace is there and then you get that whole thing where Predator kind of lifts that little boy saying want some candy and uses it again in the subway which is fucking great and uh, anybody who's a longtime listener knows that that's really is my favorite type of character a character who knows they're not getting out of something alive but they're like guess what I'm going out swinging and uh, Bill Paxton has that moment in this movie even though his death is essentially off screen kind of kind of I don't know what the hell it is he mm. throws at it it's a tennis ball is it, is it a he's tennis carrying ball? that or not a tennis ball a golf ball or a ping pong ball <laughs> he's always he always has that uh, Some kind of little white ball. I'm just like, what the fuck does he... Like, he's just fired his gun and he throws something at it. I was like, I definitely... That's that's the purest uh, form of desperation. It's like, ah, uh, he's just missing taking his shoes off and throwing those at him next. Mm-hmm. Throw some of the corpses of the people on the subway at him. Oh, uh, yo, yeah. Or he'll take that Key and peel skit thing where he's just like, ah! And plays like he's just died right there, maybe. <laughs> I played dead, he won't fucking kill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's and that's his official downfall is because he just no matter what he keeps picking up weapons and attempting to attack the predator. Well, he's he's distracting it because Maria Gachita Alonza is grabbing everyone else on the subway and moving them the other direction, which is a crazy yes. crazy shot when she you get her perspective almost where she's looking where she's pushing people off the train. And she's looking back to where it's just, there's no lights. And all you see is gunfire coming at you, technically. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things in this movie that are just fucking brilliant. And that whole subway sequence is one of them. Another one of the most memorable shots in the movie is the Predator on top of the subway car. Yeah. Like, what the oh fuck? God. Yeah. So good, dude. It's just, mm. <laughs> mm. There's a lot. There's a lot to say, um, but obviously you can tell that we really do like this movie a lot. Yeah, and I've always wondered also who the hell found the severed predator arm that's at the bottom of that uh, apartment complex or meatpacking <laughs> district because uh, they're in this. They're in a spot where the predator could get dropped to his death, and he activates the self-destruct mechanism. And Danny Glover uses that uh, saucer blade thing and slices his arm in half, almost like mid-forearm, which apparently disables explosives. But yes. after he severs the Predator off and he falls, he rips off this hand that's attached to him and just throws it. And I'm like, <laughs> cigarette-smoking man down there at the bottom of that building, picking that up. They're like, oh, I'm going to put this into the containment unit with the rest of the shit we found right next to that frozen fetus. Uh, yeah, dude, that's maybe one of King Willie's men found found <laughs> the arm. Who knows? It definitely wasn't King Willie because uh, we glossed over that. Uh, King Willie meets his demise in that alley 
which is, uh, I love that scene and I love the way they edit it together. It plays together so nicely with the scream and then the reveal that uh, Predator has removed his head. Oh, God, it's good. That combined with I love when he comes in and he's in camouflage and he leaps off the building and you see the the puddle splashes on each foot stomp, which is slightly ridiculous that that much water is shooting up off each stomp. But I get it for the effect because it looks awesome that he's in camo, but he's just boom, boom, boom. And then, yeah, this this fight, I imagine, is over as quickly as it starts. Yes, very much like Billy in the first Predator. Both oh. off screen. Uh, uh, Billy would fucking would maul King Willie, man. <laughs> he would be we- wearing yeah. King Willie as a suit, <laughs> driving through three states. Like the the cutscene for the cutscene in that fight would be you'd see the top of King Willie's screaming face on top of Billy's face because he's using it now as a cloak. <laughs> you wore her head as a hat. <laughs> like he puts that shit on like with a slit all the way through it and goes back to that car that's full of all those guys in the gang. He just throws it off of them like it's a blanket and just starts killing everyone inside the car. Jesus Christ, you went full-blown uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> Who's your daddy? How much, not to take anything away, anything away from, uh, from our boy in House of a Thousand Corpses, but if we were to replace... Otis with Billy from Predator. <laughs> How much more hardcore you think that would be? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm the one who brings the Christmas candy. Yes. Uh, that would be amazing. I bet you could Dude. see hell if I told you you could stick your head in the fire. <laughs> uh, well, we're at the... Uh... 52 minute mark so I suppose we can wrap up uh, our thoughts on Predator and move on to our next segments but real quick let's do final thoughts Uh, I'll just say uh, this is a super underrated creature feature most people when they think of Predator I said it at the beginning of the hour they think of Predator 1 they they don't think of much else Um, and if you're one of those people who just didn't watch this one because it doesn't have Arnold or, or whatever the reasoning may be uh, you really owe it to yourself to watch this because it is a fucking barrel of fun with great creature effects and tons of awesome character actors. Yeah, it's there's a handful of movies that, uh, to me, really epitomize the early, early 90s, and this is one of them. Predator 2, Freddy's Dead, a couple others that just really, I feel like, capture the feeling of the super early 90s. And uh, another thing this movie absolutely captures is oppressive heat, because I mm-hmm. it, I, st- I think I start sweating watching everyone else sweat in this movie. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a bo and barbecue, <laughs> yeah. Particularly when you know they're, they're on that that rooftop and they're like he's just and fucking Danny Boy so super casual just leaning over the edge of this fucking bi- uh, building. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Even the wife's like, "That's too close. You're too close, man." <laughs> I don't do heights real well. I don't know how you feel about heights. I don't but I'm do not. them well either. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I can handle them in certain aspects, but not in others. The wife is definitely she cannot a tall building, anything like that. It, it, it gets her. I can walk on a rooftop of a building and be fine, but I'm not good on like a seven foot ladder. <laughs> yeah, no, ladders are bullshit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> ladder ladders are indeed bullshit. Predator Hashtag. Predator 2 is, is an underrated movie, and I think it's every other one that's come after it has not measured up to these first two. The first one is on a is on that gold-plated spot, and you have right underneath it number two with Predator 2. And then it just mm-hmm. it keeps degrading further and further from there. But I And there there's there's your all there's your telltale sign right there. I can watch Predator 2. Anytime, multiple times. I can watch Predator 2 anytime, pretty much multiple times. Minus, you know, uh, some, some woman going to town on her man inside of a high-rise during the middle <laughs> of the day. But oh, oh. That, that's that's goal. That's a relationship goals there is to get, get your partner <laughs> to make that noise. But the rest of the Predator franchise, which it's a franchise, I, that's true. I'm more or less one and done. Like, I've watched The Predator 
only one time. Didn't mind it. It wasn't bad, but just once. And I was like, I'm, I'm all right. Predators, I think I've watched maybe twice. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. I'm never in the in the mindset to be like, you know what? Let's throw that on. But mm-hmm. these first two, anytime flicks, more or less. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I actually, you know, it's not a very popular opinion, but I actually really like uh, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. We talked about it a hundred times. It's better than the first AVP, except it's so fucking dark, and they zoom in really close on that's fight sequences. That's what turned me off on the first one. I'm like, I don't even want to watch the second one because everything is like, just back the fucking camera up. Let me see a fight. I don't, I don't like these transformer angles where I just see sharp objects hitting other sharp objects. Back it up. Let me see this. I've been waiting decades for this. Goddamn it! Show me this thing. Yeah, and uh, and I always catch a lot of flack because I like AVPR, but because um, it is a R-rated film, there's gore that doesn't give a fuck. We're killing kids. We're killing everybody. Um, I don't give a fuck. Yay. Uh, Tales from the Hood reference. Deep I don't cut. give a fuck. <laughs> we don't give a fuck neither, motherfucker. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, you're right. This is this does have staying power. It has any time ability minus the one sex scene, <laughs> which is, you know, and if you have a TV edit of it, you're not missing much other than boobs really you know i mean boobs bush cuss, and butt. cuss words yeah yep <laughs> so uh i imagine they cut pussy face out of the tv edit <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know what the, what would the tv edit of pussy face be okay peck ahead <laughs> it's your move okay tush your face <laughs> <laughs> okay you alien idiot <laughs> <laughs> like, his mouth didn't match up to that at all. <laughs> I like that when it's when it's zero fucks given and zero effort put in. Just like say anything, but all right, jerky jerkson. <laughs> yes. That's the job I want. I want to be the guy who overdubs curse words for cable stations. Yeah, that's that's the that's where I need to be. I don't want to do anything else with my life. Just. <laughs> Like, you don't even, like, you have the most inane job on earth. Like, I'm just, you don't even have to research anything. Just say, you could, no, 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 just say random words in different tones and just apply it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, Glorious. tree man. Yeah, moose cricket. <laughs> just weird shit. Um, Holy right. topography! Shh! <laughs> I suppose we've reached the end of our um, official discussion, so which can only mean one thing. What does that mean, Evil? Well, much like our live streams, we spent almost an hour here kind of gushing, talking about a feature film. So if you thought we were going to talk about this feature film that we thoroughly love and enjoy and have no no need to rewatch immediately in order to talk about this very uh, intently for an hour, you'd be dead wrong, because... We got to look at the other side of the coin. We got to see what people, and there's a there's a lot, but I've curated a handful select of people who did not like Predator Two, and did not like it so much they had to get to their keyboards, type up on Amazon, and tell them that we don't like Predator Two, and here's why. With our Amazon Uno Star reviews. Alright, first on up here, JVP. Not to be confused with AVP. Indeed, on September 20th, 2018. One star, don't bother. This, <clears throat> this is by far the worst movie I've seen in a long time. Wow. I wish I could get my $3 back. It was so bad. <laughs> Three dollars. Three dollars. You rent it? Did he purchase it? That is a dude who's very content on keeping his three dollars in his pocket, man. I'm man. I don't know if I'm that. I'm not definitely not well off, but I'm like it's three dollars, man. Just shit. Bite the bullet. Yeah, we spent well like twenty-seven something dollars for a movie, and like this, this was a mistake. <clears throat> Lords of Salem. <clears throat> Lords of Salem. <laughs> Black Eagle, I think, is the Jean-Claude Van Damme uh, Shokushugi movie 
bought that Blu-ray <laughs> brand new, and I'm like, this was just boring. That MVD release or whatever, you were like, you know anything about Black Eagle? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's got Van Damme in it. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I should have bought Lionheart. That yeah, would have been better. Fucking rules. All right, next up, KD Burger on July 14, 2014. One star, don't waste your time. Recurring theme here. I'd give it zero stars, but that isn't an option. We <laughs> couldn't get past the first 15 minutes of cursing before we just had to turn it off. Oh, well, shit the bed, you fuck. <laughs> well, I was a slum kid. Slum kids talk like that. Slum kid. Uh, yeah, misery. Mm. And Uno Mas to wrap things up here. This one I, I just absolutely love. This is from Joey G on um, March 13, 2011. That's a 10 year old review, just, just saying. Good lord. But Joey G says, One star, it's so hot. <laughs> <clears throat> Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> The characters constantly complain about how hot it is, but they refuse to take off their jackets and overcoats. I just couldn't get past that. <laughs> that is excellent. Why are you wearing so many layers of clothes? It's fucking 110 degrees. You're going to die of heat, exha heat exhaustion. Like, ah, I like hot. <laughs> Makes me feel good. Makes me feel alive. Who is, uh, I mean, sort of the, you know, Scorpio. Who is, I don't remember anyone wearing coats. Well, they all have those, like, jacket, like, suit jacket things. Yeah, sure. Danny Boy has that, you know, for a while. Fucking Bill Paxton's always wearing, like, he's got that, like, mustard yellow suit jacket <laughs> and a black button-up long sleeve shirt underneath it. That's something we didn't mention, that that's one of our, or at least definitely in your your world, one of the most quoted things is that fucking Scorpio <laughs> high on cocaine guy. <laughs> I do love that. <laughs> he is ready. He's ready. Like the yeah, he doesn't care about fucking heat exhaustion anymore. He just did a whole load of cocaine up his nose. It's just it's all in his fucking mustache like a powdered donut. He just smeared all mm -hmm. over him. More coke than Scarface, <laughs> just right there. He could carry that body up that up to that top of that building, doing that much. <laughs> you coke. couldn't carry him up there. That's about 35, 40 feet. No rope, no ladder. Guys weighs about 190, 195 pounds. You couldn't carry him up there. <laughs> so good. But I got him. <laughs> All right. Was that the end of the one-star reviews? That is the one-star reviews that I found that were a good selection for Predator Dose. All right. Which uh, I guess that means we're moving on to our next segment, which is it's time to play the game. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. It's all about the game. Man, you play it. It's all about pussy face. And come on, and take it. <laughs> come on, pussy face. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, brief plot synopsis of the prop game. Evil. You're given the option to take one prop home from this movie, but don't make it an obvious one. What do you take home with you? What do you want to add to your collection? Go. Hmm. Uh, you know, I sat there last night pondering, and uh, mine was, boy, there's a lot. Mine was easy. I don't know about yours. But a, mine was easy. Well, there's a lot of little stuff in this movie that I was like, man, I wouldn't mind. But uh, you know me, you know where I'm going. Weird props. I want King Willie's head. Really? That's what I want. But More than anything in the world, I want King Willie's head. This is the closest we may have ever come because I'm almost right there with you. What I wanted, I wanted King Willie's bones. Oh, excellent. See, we love King Willie. <laughs> he rules. He's just so we fucking the, weird. I just want the barrel that he throws the bones on. <laughs> I just want the bones so I can get my own barrel and just constantly like, when you're like, baby, what do you want to go out for dinner tonight? Sure, where do you want to go? <laughs> Always the same. Culver's it is. <laughs> Chicken sandwiches all around. More bones for my bones. Hey, 
makes sense, man. <laughs> this thing that's feeding your people and mine comes from the other side of town. It is the Culver's. <laughs> you can see it and smell it all around you. You hear it on the TV. It come calling. <laughs> hey, Culver's fucking mushroom Swiss burgers are the bomb, dude. I have so nothing just... against Culver's, but I mean, my goodness, if you ever ask my children, at least right now, what do you want to eat anywhere in the world you want to go eat? Let's go back to Culver's. Again. <laughs> uh, it used to be a post-weigh-in tradition for my cousin and I. We would go uh, weigh-in for our fights, and then we would leave the weigh-ins and go eat Culver's and then spend like two hours shitting out greasy burgers because we hadn't fucking eaten in like a week. And your stomach's like, what so, are you doing to us? Why are you putting grease in here first thing? Why do you, you know? <laughs> why are you trying to... Why you do this to me, Demi? <laughs> Yes, and uh, so so I love Culver's, but I gotta I gotta be in the mood for it. Yeah, and I get overrun with it from from my children here that wants it every time we have the option of going out to eat. I'm like, can we go to Culver's? I'm like, can we go anywhere else this time? Anywhere? Mod pizza, bitch. <laughs> mm, now that is some good pizza. It is good. Uh, well, we've done Amazon one star reviews. We've done our prop game, I believe. That's pretty much it. Yeah, because we normally do uh, final thoughts for the very end, but we said, fuck you, we're going to do it before we play our game. So we've already yes. done that, so why are we still here? I'm not really sure. You need to but, press uh, press the button and just, just, just destruct this thing right now. Go ahead and start it up. <laughs> it's your move, Roger. I'm going to do it. But uh, thank you guys for coming and listening to us, and we'll be back in two weeks. Evil, final, final words? Okay. Who's next? <laughs>